Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Oh, praise God. Uh, it's a good day. Welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff. This is uh, Daryl Boucher, and uh, this is part two of just talking about communication and just building healthy communication patterns. It says in Ephesians chapter 4 that we should be, uh, in, in verse 29, let no communication come uh, proceed uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the holy spirit of god whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption now here he says that that uh, you know that the holy spirit gets grieved when i am not speaking edifying words when i'm not when i'm not uh, uh, imparting grace to the people around me through my communication pattern uh, we we tend to once again we we tend to um, think that communication is is either a just to transfer information which there's nothing wrong with that or b uh, uh, and this is wrong is we think that communication is there basically just to get our our voice heard and that's just selfish and like I said there there if what we have to do and this is something that I've I've learned over the years and I'm still weeding this stuff out of of my daily life is learning how to communicate from the heart of God and the more I'm around him the more I communicate with with him the more I allow him to communicate through and with me this gets weeded out naturally because we we basically are are communing with love and so we as we commune with love we're going to communicate from love and uh it's it's not a willpower thing it literally is handing over our will and allowing his power to to make up the difference in our life if he has designed us to speak words of edification and words of grace then then that's our first design that's literally our first nature and everything else is actually foreign to us it's foreign to my spirit to speak anything but love right nobody in heaven is speaking corrupt communication. Nobody in heaven is allowing selfishness to fuel their communication. Nobody in heaven is critical. Nobody is accusing one another. Nobody is judging one another. Nobody is 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 you know getting all you know bitey. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not biting back. They're not sharp toward one another. And um, and and if my communication says my communication is of heaven, uh, that my conversation is of heaven. And in other words, my my daily life, my lifestyle is of heaven, and I am I am simply an ambassador for the kingdom of God from the kingdom that I'm from, which is the kingdom of God, into this earth. I'm I'm not of the world, just as Jesus is not of the world. And so my communication patterns should come from that place. Now. You know, if you you know if 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 you're from a different country or if you've been to a different country, then you know that different different countries they they have different communication patterns. They don't just say different words. Uh, as far as they, their language, it's not it's not just that their language is different. The 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 way the culture of communication is different, and. And, and, and our kingdom, being the kingdom of God, our kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven itself, the communication pattern should look drastically different than the world. And we need to, um, we need to learn to, uh, to, to yield our communication pattern to heaven. 
And uh, and this this is you know communication. Like I said, this is what defines our relationships. It defines uh, er- everything in our life comes through the the form of of words because words created everything. And so so our and I'm not just talking about audible words. Obviously, it has to do with our attitudes. Communication is not just about what we say. It's about our attitude, right? Because a lot of times people will they'll say things, but their attitudes are their hearts are not behind it. Our hearts are what is communicating, and our hearts can communicate a lot of different ways. Our hearts can communicate through words but our hearts can also communicate through body language they can communicate through through gestures they can communicate through attitudes and uh, and uh, our, I think one of the biggest forms of communication is an attitude right you know when somebody has an attitude and you know even if they're not saying anything that they're communicating something very very strongly right and uh, and it's not edifying and it's not imparting grace to the hearer it is a a, a intrinsically selfish form of communication with a wrong attitude, or you could have a good attitude. You could have a great attitude, and that carries something into the room too. You know, and uh, oh man, I, I remember you know uh, one time I was uh, I was uh, working at the church in Eugene, and uh, and I was just working in my office, and um, and one of the other staff members comes in, and uh, they asked me if they want if if I wanted to have you know there was I was doing my downstairs office, and there's an office upstairs, and they were they were doing work up there. Anyway, they came down there like, hey, uh, we're gonna get maybe some sandwiches for lunch. Do you want to join us um, for lunch? You know, uh, just up in the office. And uh, honestly, I just had a check about that. I was just like, no, I don't. You know, I, I I didn't have an attitude about it. You know, I was like, no, I'm good, I'm good. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm good. And uh, um, I didn't even know why I wasn't supposed to do that. You know, the sandwiches sound good. Uh, you know, I enjoy you know my staff members as far as you know these are people I worked for. These are the different people in the church, and I enjoyed all of them. And so there was no 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 reason for me not to partake. And uh, and I was just like, oh no, I'm good. You know, just. You know, I didn't. I didn't have like some foreboding, ominous thing. I just had a little check. Be like, no, don't do that. Okay, I won't do that. You know, and I don't even need to know why. I don't. I don't sit there for the next five hours and ask why. Um, I just follow my heart. And so, um, so anyway, they they went ahead and they you know went up and got their sandwiches, did whatever, and I just kept working. And uh, and so, oh, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe a little little while went by, and I don't remember how long. Maybe an hour or so. And I was just I was kind of finishing up working. I I was about to head out, and I I. I went up to the office just to tell him that I was I was going to be heading out and when I walked into that room there was a an atmosphere of a very tense kind of strife filled atmosphere when I walked in that room nobody was saying anything and nobody even had like bad looks on their on their mouths right they were they weren't like frowning or or giving each other the stink eye or anything like that there was just a very 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 bad um environment there and the, the atmosphere was filled with tension and with some strife and i knew something had happened during that lunch hour and i was just very thankful that i was not a part of it i don't even know what it was but now now several years later um i had and because uh, the reason why i brought that up was because none of them were communicating at that time but they had left something in the atmosphere you know and now i so said years later i i happened to share that story um you know, with, with somebody that actually was there on that day. And they, later on, they go, Oh, let me tell you what happened that day. And so they told me what they, what had happened. And like, Oh, I'm so glad I wasn't there, but it wasn't a, it was not love. Nobody had walked in love and they, and they were very clear. They're like, Oh yeah, that was a bad day. We, 
we it just wasn't good and and we that conversation that whole thing should have never went that way but it did and it was it was a very hard day um and it wasn't of god the holy spirit got grieved that day right now the thing is that when i walked in that room and i felt that um you know you you think about this now the the effect of those attitudes and those words on the atmosphere it literally released something negative in the atmosphere. And if that can happen negatively, how much more can happen positively where sin abounds, grace is much more abound. So if, if, if negative attitudes, negative, if selfish words and self-preservation words and, and, and words that are just, you know, trying to force, you know, like pride-based words can come out of our mouth and can, can fill an atmosphere so much so that a, somebody, me, just walking in the room can feel this heaviness and this oppression and this strife and this tension, you can feel it when you walk in the room, then how much more life can we get in the atmosphere if we're literally speaking from the place of the Spirit? If we're literally allowing our words to be ministered of grace and of joy and of peace, if we're allowing the fruit of the Spirit to come out of our mouth and we're just allowing it to be uplifting and, and, and just charging the atmosphere, imagine that. If somebody comes in the room, oh, I remember one time, uh, once again, I was in Eugene and I was in the auditorium and uh, just doing some worshiping, man. We're just worshiping God, and and, uh, and I was in there worshiping God and just praising God, and and just just I had some worship music going, and I was just in the presence, praise God. And I had just been in there for a while. I don't know how long, but um, but I I, I you know I kind of got done with what I was doing, and I was just at that now the the you know uh, I got done with what I was still in the room, and I was just kind of starting to to get some stuff together. I needed to get together, and then um, Pastor Brian, my pastor, he walks in the room, and now he was at the back of the room. I was at the, at the at the stage level area and he was he was at the back he walks in and uh, i mean right when he walks in he goes oh he goes oh i can tell what you've been doing in here because it was thick the room was thick with the presence of god now this just comes from our ability to change the atmosphere by our attitudes, by our words, you know, and it, like I said, I, I want us to begin to take take ownership and responsibility for our communication and realizing that when we have people in front of us, we have those who Jesus died for. We have those who he actually came and hung on a cross for. We have those who he literally, he, he died for before the foundations of the world. He redeemed them. He reconciled them. And we get to be ministers of reconciliation. We get to connect them with that grace and connect them with that by our words. And whether they're saved or not saved, we get to impart grace to the hearer. We get to impart edification into them. Now, like I said, though, the, the problem is, is that we get very used to basically very selfish communication patterns. And we think that that we, we get told by the world around us that, that communication is either there just to convey information or it's there to basically get our point across. Right. It's like it's there to make sure people know what our point is. And honestly, none of that is in the Bible. The Bible, not one point in the Bible does it say, make sure when you're talking, you get your point across. Uh, make sure that they know what you think. Make sure above all else that they know, you know, how right you are or how wrong they are, or just that you have a great idea and that you want to get your point across. You see, that that's that's so in, that's so selfish by nature that it cannot carry the, the nature of God with it. Love doesn't seek its own. Love is always laying down its life. Love is always putting somebody above somebody else. Love is always, you know, like it says, to honor one another, to literally to literally lift them above us and to, to say, okay, you know, let, let's value people in communication instead of just trying to get our point across. And uh, this is, you know, I, I just wanted to just kind of do a little, um, 
I don't know, a little uh, uh, survey maybe of your own heart or of the last, you know, last day or two days or a week or whatever it's been, but begin to survey the conversations you've had. How, how many conversations have you had that were just mostly about you or just mostly about getting your point across or just, or, or maybe they, they didn't begin that way, but they ended that way, you know, or if we're, we're, we, we think we're communicating when we're really, what we're doing is we're just trying to, uh, we're, we're, we're waiting for our turn to talk, you know? And so we're, we're hearing somebody say something and we're not really even listening to what they're saying. We're just kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Waiting for our, our turn to talk, waiting for us to get our two cents in waiting for us on honestly i've i've had oh man i had to deal with myself a lot on these things you understand this is these are things that i have had to 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 weed out of my communication patterns so much where i realized wow you know there's so much of my communication that was just selfish in nature i was trying to get my point across or i was trying to get i was trying to to make sure people knew that i had a cool story or i had a cool uh you know i had something to add to what they said that was even cooler than what they said even though at the time i was like well i'm just trying to i'm just trying to to have a good you know have a good time i wanted to just you know engage but i then i realized well how much of that and and I'm not trying to villainize myself here. I just I, I'm just trying to be very honest about the fact that how much of that was being fueled by an insecurity where I wanted to find self-worth or validation in uh you know in my ability to you know whatever have a cool story or or have have or or add to something instead of and not realizing that when I added to something I was not valuing what they said. And honestly when when I began to really get uh, you know, just analyze some things about how I was talking and begin to really just, just within conversations, be like, okay, do I really need to say something here? You know, the, the, they're having, they're, they're wanting to get across something that happened to them or that God did for them or that the revelation they got. And, and granted, you know, they might have revelation. And now if, you know, I, I might have something God showed me about that too, but unless I'm prompted by the Holy Spirit or unless I really feel like it's going to edify them, why would I say it? You know, because if it's not edifying or ministering grace, then the only reason I'm saying it is from selfishness. And and I've really just, honestly, I I, I still, I still am, am you know, I, I spot myself every now and then going, oh, okay, that was, you know, that, that was just selfish. That, that just had to do with me trying to, you know, fit in or trying to get validation or whatever like this. And, and I, I don't want to be on a witch hunt over everything that I say. I just want to edify people and I want to minister grace to people and I want to honor people and I want to value what they say. And, um, and, and the, sometimes that can be tricky because I, you know, just being pretty frank, sometimes what people are saying, they, they need to have correction tied into that. You know, they, they, they're not speaking edifying words. They're not speaking words that, that are aligned with the word of God. They're speaking destructive words to their own life. And so sometimes there is correction that needs to come out of it. But Jesus corrected people all the time, but he did it in love. He did it, he did it in you know by the Holy Spirit. And so uh so there there's things that when we're correcting people even even in correction, you know, we can be very upfront. We can be uh very, you know, just to the point about it. Um, but at the same time, we need to. I, I, I'm not doing it from a place of accusation. I'm not doing it from a place of trying to tear them down. I'm literally doing it because I love them so much that I don't want them to to continue in a destructive uh, thought pattern that they're having. Um, now, one of the things that I found 
really helped me a lot in communication. And this was years ago. I was I was in I was just talking to the Lord a lot about communication. Uh, this is before I was married. And uh, and I worked at I worked at church on the move in Tulsa at the time. And this would have been in the early nineties. And um and I, I worked around obviously all the, the people I worked around they were Christians and everything else. Uh but I just I just wanted to grow. I wanted to grow in communication. And and so I really began to ask the Lord about this. And one of the, one day, as I was asking the Lord about this, he, he talked to me about it. He goes, he goes, I want you to pay attention. And this is what he called it. He goes, I want you to pay attention to the pride wall. And and he said, the moment that pride actually enters into, into a conversation, no true communication happens after that point. Because communication is not just the sharing of information. Communication is is you know, where we're coming to a place of common ground, where we're literally, both of us are reaching to a higher level. Uh, it's like, it's not about me letting you know what I think. It's not about you letting letting me know what you think. It's about both of us realizing that we know in part, that that both of us know in part, and that, that actually God is the only one who knows truth about anything. He's the only standard of truth and wisdom. And if we're both within that conversation, reaching to a higher place, that we're both actually walking in humility, saying, I don't know the fullness of this. I have a part. I can tell you my part, but I'm not doctrinal about it. I'm not. It's not set in stone. It's like this is my part, and and if if you can share your part, but I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm not even trying to persuade you. I'm literally just saying this is my part of it. And if you have something that you could add, man, I'd love that because I'm just reaching for a higher ground here. And when when both people are reaching to higher ground from that place of humility, oh man, so much grace gets imparted. But the moment that 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 because God gives grace to the humble, right? But He resists the proud. And so so here's the thing: when when, when I when pride enters a conversation, that's when um, communication stops. Conversation can still be happening. Communication is no longer happening. And so when I'm, when I, obviously it can be, it can definitely be pride on my part. And so where I, if I can be prideful and I can get self-preservation minded, or I can start trying to make my point, or I can just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But let, let me, let me tell you what I think about that. Uh, that's, that's, you know, or if I just want to make sure that people know that I, you know, I, I you know, whatever, you know, all this, all this prideful nonsense that we get into, uh, that, that ends the flow of communication. Or if, if the person, I'm talking to gets into pride because maybe they 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 feel like they need to get in self-preservation. And so as I was um as I was getting into this, I um I, I the Lord said just just beware of the pride wall. Be, he said be aware of the pride wall. And and I, I kind of got a picture of this this giant steel wall that kind of can go up in in a uh, in a conversation, and it reminded me at the time of a Roadrunner cartoon that I watched when I was a kid, and how the the, the coyote who was always always uh, uh, you know trying to, to to catch the Roadrunner, he had this big steel. Um, big steel wall that, that he had him that somehow he'd put in the road that so it could it would spring up and it would it would stop the roadrunner from running anymore because the roadrunner would run into it. And so anyway, that steel wall though is what I saw in my mind when the Lord said, Beware of the pride wall. And uh, and so so what happened is um I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I, you know, he's talking to me about this. I'm just talking to him. And I'm like, okay, what do I do when the pride wall comes up? What do I do? And he said, he said, you humble yourself. And, and he goes, it doesn't matter if you're, is, uh, obviously if the pride wall is coming out of me, if I'm in pride, I need to humble myself. But he said, if, if the other person gets in pride, you can literally, now I can't, I cannot force anybody to do anything, but I can, 
I can starve the appetite of pride even in somebody else. I can starve the appetite of pride that, that begins to form in the atmosphere. I can starve it by my humility. I can literally humble myself. Even though I wasn't the one in pride, I can humble myself, and that will starve the atmosphere of pride. And what that does is it will it will put the person who's trying to communicate with me on a place where they, they get confronted with their own pride, even though I'm not I'm not trying to expose their pride. I'm just trying to I'm trying to breathe grace into the atmosphere. I'm trying to breathe grace into the conversation. And I do that by humbling myself because he gives grace to the humble. And so Great, a couple great examples of this. Um, I was, uh, I was. Uh, this is this happened within I don't know the next couple weeks. So I'm 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 talking to people and I'm just trying to edify and, and put grace into them. And I'm, I'm doing this on purpose, right? I'm not. I don't want my conversations to be just you know some some I don't know uh, spontaneous thing that doesn't have purpose tied to it. I want I want purpose tied to the conversation. And I find that purpose within the conversation. I don't go in with an agenda. I go in with an attitude, right? An attitude of edification. I want, I want people to be ministered to, but I don't know how that's going to look until, until I'm interacting with somebody. And so here I am, I'm talking with somebody and uh, his, his, his name is Kevin, right? And what Kevin had done is Kevin had, uh, uh, he was a volunteer, uh, like an intern in the youth department. He was in. He was at that time. He was going to the Bible school that we had in the church. Uh, but part of their their service toward the church, he was interning for the youth group just to help out. However, well, so in the youth room, they 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 had uh, on on the walls. They had painted like we had in a lot of different places in the church. We had these stripes that went along the walls, and uh, and we were always maintaining. Uh, we, it was very high maintenance buildings. Uh, we, I was in charge of the maintenance program. So, so I was always painting, always doing all kinds of stuff, keeping everything looking totally excellent all the time. And, um, and so these stripes, they had to be repainted every now and then. And honestly, to paint a a stripe dead on straight, um, we found tape really didn't work a whole lot because it would bleed and stuff like that. So we would just, you have to get good at it. You just have to get good with a nice straight hand and you just paint paint the stripes, you know, and you paint them nice and straight and they just look perfect all the time. But it definitely took a little bit of skill. And, uh, and so anyway, I walked in the room and Kevin had painted... Uh, like maybe half the room or something, he'd repainted the stripes and they looked terrible. They looked awful. I mean, honestly, they looked so bad. And uh, and I walked in and he's standing there and you could tell. I mean, I could. He he did not. He's like, oh well. He goes, oh, I repainted the stripes. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I appreciate that. You know, he goes, yeah, I know they didn't turn out really good at all. And uh, and now he was, I could tell he was really bummed about it though. He was feeling very, uh, you know, almost condemned or whatever, you know, just because the stripes were so bad. And um. And so I began to tell him how the technique of, of painting them, you know, there's a technique to it that makes it a lot easier. And, and I started talking about, but instantly he started defending. And so I could tell right away, don't, I can't communicate about that. He, he started defending his position. He wasn't hearing me at all because, and now as he was talking, now I realize, oh, pride wall starts going up. I can feel it in him because he started defending himself and he's defending his position. So he's not hearing anything I have to say, even though I'm not being critical, I'm just trying to correct and trying to help him to learn how to do this better. Um, I could feel the pride wall. It was almost like I could see it almost physically start going up. And I knew, and I the whole time he's talking and I'm talking with him, but at the same time, I'm also listening to my heart. And I'm going, God, what do I need to do here? What? Okay, the pride wall, I, I see it going up. You talk to me about this. What do I do? And uh, because I could tell that once the pride wall goes all the way up, 
that communication is over. You might as well walk out of that room because there is no more edification possible at that point. But the, the wall wasn't all the way up yet. It was just going up. And he's self-defending. And he's like, da, 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 da. And he's, he's kind of starting to get critical about like, you know, he's criticizing certain things about this and this and this because he's he's deflecting his own insecurity about it, right? And so... So he's he's kind of getting an attitude about it, right? So the attitude of pride is coming out. And I'm like, okay, he's just defending, he, which means that he if he feels like he needs to defend himself, that means he feels I'm a threat. People don't defend themselves unless they feel threatened. And so I'm like, okay, something I'm doing is 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 allowing him to feel or perceive a threat from me. Like like in other words, he feels like I'm putting myself on a pedestal above him. Like, oh, because I am telling him how to paint walls, now I'm better at him than something. And, you know, it's a very juvenile juvenile concept, but this is what happens in people's communication patterns all the time during the day. And so because he, because he feels I'm putting myself above him, which I wasn't, um, he feels that so now he has to defend himself and he has to he has to put himself above me in some way, blah, 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 blah. And so so that is not a, a target rich environment for a good communication. And so I'm like talking with him and I'm, I'm just trying to defuse the situation um, without, you know, I'm not apologizing for what I'm saying because I'm not, I'm not saying anything wrong, but there's a pride that's actually entering in the atmosphere that I don't, that I know if I humble myself, I can actually, I can defuse this. Now he still have a free will. He'll still have a choice, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to add to the pride in the environment. Okay. And that's what most people do. They, 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 they feel like somebody's attacking them or defending or something, and so they get more aggressive about something, and that's that's all just fueling pride in the atmosphere. And so I, I begin to humble myself, and I'm like, okay, Lord, how do I, how, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? How can I humble myself? And um, and I realized, okay, he doesn't want me to tell me, he doesn't want me to tell him something he doesn't know, because that makes him feel like I know more than he does, right? And so I just, I just I'm looking at him, and and and, and I realize he has some he has some tattoos on his arms. And so I just, I go, oh, well, I go, man, I know she has t- tattoos. Now we weren't talking about this. We were talking about something totally different, but I go, oh, those tattoos, um, those are kind of cool. You know, where did you get those? You know, and, and he was from New York. And so he starts talking to me about his tattoos and, and I don't know anything about tattoos. And I tell him, I go, hey, I don't know anything about tattoos. You know, what, uh, you know, what, you know, what's the process? What do you have to do? And so he starts telling me all about it. And now notice what happens. Now in that moment, he begins that pride wall comes starts coming down immediately. Dun 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 dun, and I can feel it. The pride wall starts coming down, coming down, coming down, and um, and it's because I humbled myself and I put myself in a position of receiving from him instead of instead of telling him something. And so now I was in my communication pattern. I was saying, I don't know more than you about this. Could you please tell me about this? And so I was no longer a threat. And so now he begins talking to me about all of this, and he's he's telling me about all these tat- uh, about his tattoos and how they make them, da 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 da. And um, and even though I don't have tattoos and I don't you know really care about all that, I do care about him, right? I care about him, and I want I want to have a, I want the next time I talk to him, I want there to be an open door. The next time I talk to him, I want I want to walk into the next conversation with him with only love, right? And with, with I don't want him to walk in with a sense that he has to defend himself. And so so I'm just. I'm just using humility to, to diffuse the pride in the, in the atmosphere. 
And so it starts coming out, bah, 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 and he's talking to me about it, and I'm just talking to him about his tattoos, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, and now I'm about ready just to wrap up the conversation because all I want to do is, is I, I want to plant seeds of humility for the next time I talk to him, right? That's all, that's all I really want to do. I want to make sure we still had an open door of communication because I love him, and, uh, and I want him to know that he can talk to me about things. And so, uh, so I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I'm just kind of wrapping up the conversation. And then guess what he, he does? He goes, now, and he asked me, he goes, so how do, how do you paint, how do you paint those stripes so well? And honestly, I, I it took him, uh, I just said, oh, you just do this and this, you know, and I just, I, I just kind of did, did, did like a little two minute overview, like, oh yeah, you just do this and this, but I go, if you ever want to know, you know, I, I, yeah, hey, I'm around, you know, I'd be happy to show you sometime if you ever want to know, no big deal, but, uh, but this is how you do it. And he goes, okay, well, yeah, I appreciate that. Now, you, the, it was amazing. It was an amazing conversation because halfway through that conversation pride was entering the atmosphere but by the end of it we were both walking in love and we were both receiving from one another and we were both honoring one another and i i honestly over the over the just within the next couple weeks i saw that happen time and time and time again in different forms and over the years i've seen it so many times where i just realized oh somebody around me is feeling threatened somebody around me is feeling like i'm maybe you know trying to exalt myself which i'm not trying to do but I need to I need to watch that and be like, okay, let me insert humility here. And when I begin to insert humility, then I, through humility, God imparts grace, right? He, he literally gives grace to the humble. And so I can impart grace to the atmosphere. And it's not about me being apologetic. It's not me about, about it's, not, it's not about like, you know, beating around the bush. It's not being like, oh, da, da, da. no, it's about, it's about, saying, what's my goal for communication is to impart grace. That means I bring humility. And you know what? Jesus was always walking in humility. And sometimes he said very, very uh, strong things in, but he did it from a place of humility. He did it for other people's benefit and not in any way to seek his own, not to, to be puffed up in any way, not to look like he was right and they were wrong. And this is something I've found is like, I, 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 you know, even like with my wife, how many times has the Lord said, why are you about to say that? And, and he would ask me, he goes, do you want her to feel wrong? And, oh, it just, it, it would expose in me that there was still a small part of me that wanted her to feel wrong. And I hate that because my spirit doesn't, my heart doesn't. I love my wife and I don't want anybody to feel wrong. I don't want anybody to walk away from a conversation feeling wrong. And so, so what I have to do is I have to humble myself, be like, no, I don't want anybody to feel wrong. I want to edify. I want to open up a door of communication so that they can be reconciled to who they are as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But that requires me to be very purposeful about things and just to, to lay down uh, what I think are my rights in community. Oh, I have the right to be heard. I have the right to get my point across. No, you don't. No, we have a responsibility to steward heaven and the earth. We have a responsibility to minister grace to the hearer. We have a responsibility to edify one another. We have a responsibility to lay our lives down for one another. We have a responsibility to, to, to yes, sometimes correct and sometimes be very direct about communication. But man, we can do it in from a place of such love that people know it's not about us at all. It's about their benefit. And so anyway, with that, I just need to wrap it up. But Father, I just thank you, Lord God. Just teach us. Teach us how to communicate. We, you said that we should have no corrupt communication. That means that we can literally walk totally free of selfishness. We can walk right now, today, 
totally free of selfishness in our communication patterns. And I just thank you, Lord God, expose, Lord God, those things to us. But just, I just thank you. Show us how to humble ourselves. Show us how to humble ourselves to one another. Show us how to, to, to breathe honor into our communication with our families and our friends and our coworkers. And we just thank you that you'll get all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.